In this episode, Jinhua and Harpreet talk it out. Chapter 39 Best Friend First Class You're already done? Harpreet asked Jinhua. It had only been ten minutes since their physics committee ended, yet she was shocked that her friend had already completed the balancing of forces homework that they had only been assigned thirty minutes prior. Jinhua stretched her arms over her head, then flashed a prideful smile. It wasn't too bad. I just wanted to make sure you had an accurate answer key to go off of. Harpreet slapped her arm with playful force. Show off. They both laughed. The two teenagers walked out of their committee room in the old furniture store. The murmuring of sporadic conversations filled the air. A stark contrast from the bustle and noisy atmosphere that usually dominated the community center during weekdays. It's always better on weekends, Jinhua thought. Fewer crowds and less noise made it easier for her to think, something she had been doing a lot of lately. She and Harpreet walked to the food stall set up near the far end of the former mall. The menu was small, selling American staples like hamburgers, hot dogs, fried potatoes, and the like. The food was good and reasonably priced. A perfect hangout spot for two adolescents after a math committee on Saturday. It was their food stall. Without really considering their appetite, they each purchased an order of well-seasoned fried potatoes and sunsweet pruned smoothies, a local staple, from the young, gleeful, bearded stall operator. He had not worked there long, but Harpreet liked him. Parts of him were manly, large head, broad shoulders, brown beard. Other parts were not. His mannerisms, soft eyes, smooth hands, and melodious voice. A good mix of hard and soft, masculine and feminine. Harpreet wondered if he was gay or questioning. Probably a little of both. He handed her a plastic tray with their order and flashed a coquettish wink. Who cares, Harpreet thought. He's hot. She considered making a comment to Jinhua about how the hot stall operator had made her heart go doki-doki, but stopped when she looked in her direction. Her friend was standing there, but she stood with vacant eyes, looking but not seeing, hearing but not listening. She's doing it again. Harpreet nudged her. Hey, Mars to Jinhua, you copy? Jinhua absentmindedly raised her hand to her mouth and spoke as if she were communicating through a walkie-talkie radio. Yeah, I copy. Over. Harpreet wanted to mimic her gesture like she used to when they were young, but she was holding the tray, which prevented her from raising her arms. 
Come on, let's eat. Jinhua nodded, then followed her to uncomfortable metallic chairs situated around a small brown circular table in front of the stall. The two sat and began to eat. They ate in silence, with only low echoes of mall conversation and golden oldies floating in the air around them. Harpreet recognized the song complicated by Avril Lavigne. She didn't know the lyrics, but she knew the sound of the intro chord. It was an old song she had heard many times at her grandmother's house, an unconscious memory from long ago. She's lost again, Harpreet thought. The jovial mood of five minutes ago was long gone. The lack of conversation between them made her desperate to find the words to pull her friend out of her pit of melancholic reflection. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'll get back to it shortly. It seems like these days, everyone is sour on the future. Well, maybe not everybody, but I've seen a lot of reports about all these problems that we may face, where lives are being controlled by algorithms, we have no choice, all of these things. And I'm here to tell you that it's just not true. I tend to have a very optimistic view of our future, and that's why I started my newsletter, The Creative Futurist Newsletter. In this newsletter, I plan on talking about the bright future that we have for creators and creativity in general. My mission is to help you and as many people as possible unleash the power of their imaginations around the world to unlock exorbitant amounts of social, financial, and personal abundance in your life. My goal with my newsletter is twofold. One, to equip you with the skills and proficiency that you need to create anything that you want. The second is to help you keep up with the incredible amount of AI tools, software, applications, and technology that has flooded the internet in the last five years. I believe that it is vital that you understand these tools so that you can become the most capable creative person that you can be. So if you're interested in the Creative Futurist newsletter, then there's going to be a link in the show notes that you can check out for more information. I'd love for you to join me on this journey and discover how creative futurism can help take you to a better future. Let's walk to the future together.
Harpreet regarded Jinhua's face. The slightly pressed lip and slackened posture were signs she was ruminating on something, attempting to see the scenario from all possible angles in order to consider perspectives and variables that were previously unseen. The steam from the tiny box of fried potatoes gradually faded as they sat half-eaten. The smoothie converted itself into a slushed mess as it began to melt. Her mouth stuffed full of fried potatoes, Harpreet sighed through her nose. Several weeks prior, Jinhua told her about the truth of her origins. It had taken some prying to circumvent her somewhat private nature when it came to information her friend designated as highly classified. Something Harpreet considered herself very good at. But once she did, the floodgates of emotion, pain, and uncertainty were open. Since that day, Harpreet struggled to support her in the right way. Advice on guys, general money matters, and girl stuff she could handle. But digitally infused human beings and robot twins were beyond her comprehension. They made her feel out of her depth, way above her pay grade as Jinhua's self-appointed best friend. Since then, Jinhua's moods came in sudden bursts. At one moment, she was her competitive, measured, and big-brained self. In the next, she became withdrawn and temperamental. Fits of uncharacteristic emotional outbursts and long stretches of self-exile into her own head characterized these periods. To Harpreet, it felt like riding a fast roller coaster. At times exhilarating, terrifying, and nauseating, always with the knowledge that she may be thrown from the ride at any second. Still, she continued to endure the long line and stomach-turning drops to ride over and over again. Days ago, during a committee session, Jinhua requested to use the bathroom and did not return for a long time. After 40 minutes passed, alarm bells went off in Harpreet's head and she rushed to go search for her. She checked every bathroom, her sense of dread mounting with each unanswered response to her calls. Jinhua, you in there? She called inside every toilet in the community center. Please be alive. Eventually, she found her sobbing in a toilet stall in a woman's bathroom at the opposite end of the old mall. Jinhua's red face and swollen eyelids told her that she had been crying hard. Harpreet listened with big sister sympathy, holding her friend as she witnessed her breakdown. Jinhua resented her father for not telling her sooner, yet felt tremendous respect and empathy toward him for having the courage to tell her from his difficult position. She wailed for the mother that she would never know. She felt terrified for the uncertainty of her physical body and mind. Then what of Daniel? She had no idea how to begin to understand her otherworldly connection with him, or how that might affect them both in the future. 
Would she die an early death due to the unknown interaction of her biology and the digital redundancies? Would she end up like so many other failed experiments that were the countless babies that had not survived the process? I feel like a freak, she sobbed, her head buried in her hands as she slumped forward on the toilet seat. Harpreet stood beside her and stroked her hair gently, attempting to provide calm. She swallowed and made an attempt to lighten the mood. At least all of your thoughts are backed up on a server somewhere. Who knows just how much you could get online for a file copy of just your calculus committee notes. The joke brightened Jinhua's mood temporarily. She let a small smile take shape on her face. I just wonder what's going to happen with me. I feel so... lost. Hey, well at least your dad said that you had a clean bill of health. Totally normal for someone your age. Except for your oversized brain. Though I suppose nothing could be done about that. Their laughter echoed throughout the bathroom, providing a much-needed shift in the air around them. Harpreet enjoyed seeing her smiling again, even if it was only for a moment. The two friends embraced each other tightly and exited the stall. We'd better get back to committee before MS Rhodes decides to assign us extra homework, Harpreet said, still holding Jinhua's hand. Okay, I'll be there in a second. Just gotta clean myself up a little bit. Harpreet arched her eyebrows skeptical of her words. I promise, I really am going back to the room, Jinhua protested sheepishly. Harpreet squeezed her hand, then released it, as she turned toward the door and pressed it open. Okay, I believe you. Before she exited, she looked over her shoulder and said, Oh yeah, and no more toilet crying, unless I'm around to help pull you out of your own head. Promise? Jinhua gave a nod. I promise. Harpreet made a fist and pumped it in front of her with a sharp movement. It was a signal of resolve and encouragement. Jiayou, she said, using a loud whisper. Jinhua exhaled a laugh and returned the movement, accompanying it with a strong nod. With that, Harpreet let the bathroom door close behind her and with casual steps, made her way back to the old furniture store. As she walked, she thought to herself, I'm so good at this. I think I just got promoted from best friend to best friend first class. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sirius and Limnik audio drama podcast. Sirius and Limnik is a Hack Studios production. It was produced by me, Keith Hayden. If you want to support the show, head to the show notes and follow me on Twitter for more of my writing and behind the scenes info about this podcast and many other topics. I look forward to getting the next episode out as soon as possible. Take care.